Turtles All the Way Down is the acclaimed number one bestseller by John Green, author of The Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns. Turtles All the Way Down is now streaming on Max. NPR named the novel a, quote, sometimes heartbreaking, always illuminating glimpse into how it feels to live with mental illness. Aza Holmes never intended to pursue the disappearance of fugitive billionaire Russell Pickett, but there's a $100,000 reward at stake and her best and most fearless friend Daisy is eager to investigate. So together, they navigate the short distance and broad divides that separate them from Pickett's son, Davis. Aza is trying. She's trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living with the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. Turtles All the Way Down is a brilliant novel about love, resilience, and the power of lifelong friendship. As someone with OCD, it is so wonderful to see OCD represented in an incredible book. I think it is so important that we talk about mental illness, both in our own lives and through narrative. Buy your copy of Turtles All the Way Down in stores today and catch the movie streaming on Max. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I'm Allison Raskin. I'm a writer, mental health advocate, and I bought a small trampoline. Hey, I'm Kate Dunn. I'm a writer, bicon, bisexual icon, wink, um, and I'm wearing our merch. Very cool. Yeah. Did do you, you want mention- Yeah, do you want to hear more about my trampoline? I was going to say, did you mention the small trampoline before? When? I On think- the show? Yes. Oh, well, I'm, I hadn't started using it. Oh, now you are? Now I'm using it because I got it before the wedding uh-huh. and my family and John said, you're not allowed to use that. We won't even set it up for you. You're going to get hurt. Oh. And then the wedding happened and now, baby, I'm bouncing. So the point is to just kind of jump on it for a while? Okay. I don't know if this is true, but if you look up the health benefits of jumping on a trampoline, they're astronomical. It apparently is like the best exercise you could possibly do. It solves every problem. It's like great for like your lymphatic system. What? It's like the, the time spent is like double what you would have to do when you're running. It's, um, I mean, I, I don't know. It seems fake because it seems so good. You're, the big trampoline is really I'm a little worried. A of- <laughs> I was like, oh, this is probably good. And then I looked into it and it was so good. I was like, this can't be real. Okay, I know that like big trampolines, very dangerous. Don't, not a fan. Well, I'm a fan of jumping on them, but I do know that they're very dangerous and probably shouldn't, shouldn't exist for uh, for children. Mine's a house trampoline. Yeah, yours is little. Oh, yeah. yours, it just plays music. That's like, boom, 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 yeah. boom, it's a house trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I will say it's kicking my ass. It is way harder because I bought this trampoline being like, oh, this will be an easy exercise that will just r- change my whole life sure. without me really trying. Right. It, it's very difficult. And um, I, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll build up stamina and that hasn't happened yet. Are you winded? Yeah, I'm svitzing. I'm <laughs> exhausted. My, my, my legs are on fire. Honestly, I, I, when I first started, my abs hurt. It's unbelievable. 
Should I get a small trampoline? Yes, you should. Everyone should. Because my apartment is just over the parking garage. It's not like I wouldn't be bothering anybody. I don't even think it would bother your downstairs neighbors because you're not jumping on the floor. You're just jumping on the trampoline. But they would hear, which I guess they hear anyway. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa liked that. All right. You did this whole bit just to get to that joke. No, I will say I heard this. I love my boyfriend so much. He was like leaving my apartment and he texted me from the stairs your neighbor is having sex. And I, the way that I jumped out of bed to run to the wall in the living room, the way that he knew that I would want to know that. And I, and I was like, I I was like half asleep. And I wrote back to him the way I sprung out of bed just now. I used to live below a couple that would fight all the time. Remember that? Yeah. Like screaming at each other. Yeah. That's, I would rather hear people. I would rather be like, Hey guys, good job. Good, good for you. Totally. Like, like when I had neighbors who had a baby and they were still fucking, I was like, good for you guys. You're going to make it. (laughs) Anyway, this is Just Between Us, a variety show filled with heartfelt advice. Ridiculous games. And brutal honesty. This week on the show, we have an amazing guest, Michael Kay. And we're going to be talking about online dating. And also he's gay and he's working on a gay dating app. So it's a perfect marriage of me and Allison's interests. Exactly. Did you like my research-backed questions? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like, is this is this going to be about dating apps or is this going to be about gay stuff? And then it turns out we both had things to say. <laughs> exactly. And later, we're going to be talking about core memories. Woof which is a term I only learned rather recently. Really? And I meant to do more research about, but forgot. Oh, I know what that is. All right, you'll take the lead. Up next, we've got an exciting interview with our highly esteemed guest, Michael Kay. So stay tuned. Just between us. Welcome back to Just Between Us. It's time for the juiciest, most scandalous, most controversial segment known to all of podcasting. Tough questions. This week on the show, we have Michael Kay, the director of brand marketing and communications at Archer. In this role, he leads all brand communications overseeing PR, marketing, and social media efforts. And can you tell us what Archer is? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. <laughs> that is like the best intro of any podcast I've ever been on. Your energy is infectious. Archer is a new dating app for gay, bisexual, and queer men that we announced and launched this past summer, first in New York City and now Los Angeles as well. That's so exciting. And so why do you think that the marketplace, which already has a bunch of apps, needed Archer? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll actually speak to my own experience. So I'm an openly gay man. I use he, him pronouns for anyone who's interested. And I did not come out of the closet till after college. And when I finally felt ready to at least have a conversation with other gay men, I figured gay dating apps were the perfect place to do that in a discreet way, meaning I wouldn't have to immediately go out in public and be worried about people seeing me since I was still in the closet. And the options that were available to me at that time just reinforced this idea that queer love and connection should remain hidden and secretive. And what I mean by that is anyone who's been on a gay dating app will know that I was flooded with a grid of blank profiles, a grid of black squares and torso photos. And even though I had not yet been ready to fully come out of the closet, to see a space that I thought was going to be welcoming for me as a gay man 
to see all these people who were also hiding was almost traumatizing and a little triggering. So when we thought about creating a new dating app, we we first looked at what was out there and we asked ourselves, could we do something different? Could we be better? Is there an opportunity here to really shift the culture? And that's what we want to do with Archer. So when we, and when I say we, I mean the product team, I played literally no role in actually building this <laughs> app. But when the product team set out to start creating all these different features and what this app would look like, they really wanted to lean into this idea of being celebratory and creating a dating app for today's daters. And I think what really helps us is that, you know, our head of product, our chief product product officer is an openly gay man. So he brought his lived experience to Archer. I'm obviously the head of marketing. I'm also an openly gay man. I brought my lived experience to this. Our head of data science is an openly gay man. There's a lot of people who um, are part of the community who are playing a role in building and shaping what this app became. So when we built it, for us, the, the really most exciting piece of it, at least in my opinion, is that on Archer, when you create your profile, we require you to upload a face photo. And then we then selfie verify the photo that you're uploading to make sure there's a match between who's building this profile and who you're saying you are in your photo. Mm. So when you open Archer, no matter how you look at the app, there's three different views that you can actually go through, a zoomed out grid, a zoomed in grid, and actually a linear layout. But all you're going to be shown are a sea of faces. There's no blank profiles and we're (laughs) hopefully eliminating catfishing. Well, so the last research project I did before I I finished my grad program was actually about online dating. And one of the research studies I read was sort of talking about how there's a culture on Grindr of discrimination. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that post things like, I'm not interested in these certain ethnicities. I'm not interested in these certain body types. And instead of like owning that that's clear discrimination, a lot of users are like, well, that's just my preference. I'm allowed to have a preference. And so I'm wondering, like, are you guys mindful of what type of culture you want to be appropriate on Archer? And is there like an awareness about that type of discrimination and how to kind of combat it? I'll say as someone who is on the other gay dating apps, to me, I'm like, great, that cut you right out. You know what I mean? Like, you let me know exactly what type of person you are. And I don't have to engage with you. But there's also the mental toll of constantly seeing Seeing people say that they don't want you, you know, that you're a certain type that is undesirable can have a real mental toll. Oh, absolutely. There's people that say no trans for sure. Absolutely. There's I mean, yes, you can use it as a process of elimination. But to your point, it is really triggering. And it's something that, you know, I haven't been on dating apps for nine years because I met my partner on a dating app. And I still feel extremely self-conscious about my own body within our own community because of the culture that gay dating apps have helped facilitate and create. And it's not to say it's all gay dating apps' fault. That's absolutely not true. But they're definitely a tool for us to reinforce this behavior, which means it can also be a tool to help course correct this behavior. And we're hoping that by requiring everyone to show who they really are, to show your face, to be really vulnerable in your profile, it's going to make people less willing to conduct that sort of bad behavior. 
Now, we're not solely relying on that by any means. Um, there's a lot of safety precautions and security precautions that are going on behind the scenes at Archer. We also partner with nonprofit organizations who have really played a role in helping us create as safe and welcoming of a platform as we possibly can. And it's not a one and done thing. We have long standing relationships with these partners that are continuously brought into the room and given a seat at the table. So, two of those nonprofit partners, for example, are GLAD, which is a large LGBTQ advocacy organization and have been incredible partners. And RAIN as well. RAIN, for anyone who's unfamiliar, is the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. And each of these organizations play different roles. So we'll tap one to help us make sure that the language and messaging that we're using on our app is really inclusive to all queer men, whether they are bisexual or gay or transgender, non-binary, however they self-identify. Um, and then another organization is going to play a role in making sure that people feel like it's really easy and accessible to report bad behavior that we know is going to happen on dating apps. That bad behavior could be a message that someone sends, something that they are writing into their profile, a photo that they are sharing. So we're taking a, you know, a lot of measures behind the scene. It is really important to us that everyone feels welcomed when they come to Archer, but more importantly, that once they're here, they feel really safe and accepted. And it's a space where they can be themselves. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like you need to pick a side between like a like that this is where people go for for hookups and this is where people go for relationships? Or is it sort of like consumer's choice? <laughs> like, was there some thought about about like how to set that up? Absolutely. There's a lot of thought behind that. We really want to be an app that can play a role in your life at every stage of your life. We know that queer men use dating apps for a myriad of reasons. So obviously, there's always going to be people turning to the apps for hookups. And we don't want to shame those people. We want to give you the tools to find what you're looking for. But we also want to give you the tools to find a date, a relationship, a committed relationship, whether that's monogamous or non-monogamous. And we also want to be a space where you can find your chosen family and your group of people. We know that, you know, queer men are turning to gay dating apps when they're moving to a new city and they're trying to build that family, that chosen family for them in a new environment. So we wanted to make sure that we give you the tools to do so. So people will start to see on Archer different features rolling out that feel somewhat far into a dating app and maybe more natural to a community building app or a social media app. Features like group chats or following and followers. Um, there will be a social feed coming out on Archer. So we really wanted to almost be a one-stop shop for queer men across the nation and eventually around the world who might just need an app to, you know, find their community and, and find who they want to go to SoulCycle with or who they're going to drag <laughs> along to the Taylor Swift concert. And yes, I'm naming all the things that I do. <laughs> so you met your partner nine years ago on an app? Yes, I met my boyfriend on Tinder. Oh, so how did that go? Clearly well. Um, <laughs> no, I know, but like, what were you guys like looking for? And like, how, you know, like, were you like, oh, I'm familiar with apps, so this is good? Or were you like, this is my last try? Like, give us the info. 
I'm the best and worst dating app story. So taking it all the way back, um, I mentioned I didn't come out till after college. So I graduated in 2014. I remember first hearing about Tinder probably a week or so after graduation. Dating apps were really foreign to me at that point. They weren't super popular as they are now. And I remember hearing a friend on Tinder who was meeting up with someone that they met. And I was like, wait a minute, you are meeting up with a stranger that you met on an app on your phone? Like, what is happening? And a couple weeks later, I thought, okay, maybe this is where I can meet other gay men. Turn to the gay dating apps. That did not work out for me. That was not my safe space. And I decided to try Tinder. And I want to say J-Date or some other Jewish J-Date! I know, throwback. Um, I'm Jewish, clearly. <laughs> what made me nervous is that I'm Jewish and I have a, I come from a very Jewish area and I thought, oh, I'm definitely going to see people that I went to school with on this app. That's, no, I don't want to do that. And <laughs> Tinder, I just love Tinder. Like, I'm still such a brand advocate for Tinder. I, I think it's such a great app. And there's so much love to be found on Tinder, despite what people think about it being more casual. And I, I'm, matched with a lot of men on Tinder. I talked to a lot of men, but I was so nervous to meet up with any of them. And there was just one guy that I figured something about him felt different. It felt safe when I was talking to him. Went on a date with him. So he's my first date that I'm dating nine years later. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break for commercials and we'll be right back with our guest. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you all about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. Right before I found out about this project, my mom made an offhand comment about wanting to write a memoir because she had such a wild childhood and there are all these things she's never really talked to us about. But asking someone to sit down and write a memoir is kind of daunting. So then I got her mylifeinabook.com and now she's getting prompts to answer on a weekly basis and it's a lot easier than just undertaking an entire memoir. I'm so excited to see what my mom does with mylifeinabook.com because she's someone who doesn't always feel comfortable just sharing about herself, but having these prompts and knowing that I really want to hear her answers is going to inspire her to probably share more with me about her life and her upbringing than I've ever been shared with before. So I'm so excited for that. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code just between us at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code just between us for 10% off today. Hi everyone, Allison here. 
Anyone who knows me well knows that I love to read. I am always looking for new books, and that is why I am so excited that this episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. It was so fun for me to get to pick which book I wanted to read this month and have it shipped right to my door. Book of the Month makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you can't go wrong. Every aspect of the Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. They have a highly anticipated release at the beginning of each month. Books are delivered in this really adorable bright blue box, and there's a fun app to help you pick your book and track your reading process. They also offer great values on new release hardcover fiction. It's much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free. And with a loyalty program, you get rewards and even lower prices the longer you stay as a member. My first book from Book of the Month was The Husbands by Holly Gramazio. I am tearing through this book. It is so fun. It's basically about this woman who one day comes home and there's a husband in her apartment and she's like, where did you come from? And then she figures out that every time her new husband goes into the attic, a new husband comes out and she's, she's like shuffling through all these different husbands from the attic trying to figure out which one is the best. It is right up my alley and I love it so much. So if you want to take part in Book of the Month and have a brand new book shipped right to your door every single month, go to bookofthemonth.com and get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That's $5 off with code PEDALS. I cannot recommend this enough. And we're back. What felt different about him? He felt like someone I knew forever. I felt really comfortable with him. I felt nervous talking to other men on the app, but the nerves that I felt with him were more butterflies. There was more excitement. Mm. And mm. I he, he was also really patient with me. He had been out of the closet for years. He is a cheerleader, so he's been out since birth, in my opinion. <laughs> and he didn't pressure me to come out. And he you know, was willing to meet me on my terms um, in in an area that felt comfortable to me. So we actually met closer to the neighborhood he grew up in. So everything just felt right. And we actually started dating while I was still in the closet. And I wound up coming out pretty quickly and, and being the first one out of us two to really be public with it. I remember thinking, I can't believe I've been in the closet for this long. I don't even feel the need to come out anymore. This you know, not everyone has to come out. Why would I have to come out? And I threw a picture of us on Facebook up. I put in a relationship and called it a day. Um, (laughs) I love it. A flair for the dramatic a little bit. (laughs) Just a little. I mean, I am a Capricorn and only child. You're like, this is efficient. And also I'm going to let everyone know. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm actually, I'm also a huge proponent of dating apps. I met my husband on Hinge and I think it's like such a great resource. But I also think that people really have a love-hate relationship with them Mm -hmm. and it can be really mentally exhausting and cause burnout and choice overload. And so have you guys looked into ways for people to engage with the app in a more like productive and less harmful way than maybe people tend to do? Absolutely. I love that you said burnout because I always tell people when you're feeling that, get off the apps. Like Mm -hmm. you need to be in the mindset to date 
if you're going to date well. And Mm. we all have burnout from everything in our lives. I'm an avid reader. I'm like looking behind this laptop and I literally have piles of books on the floor. There could be weeks or months out of the year where I don't even pick up a book. There could be weeks when I don't go to SoulCycle or I go out. I'm currently at day 30 today of not drinking alcohol. We all take breaks in different parts of our lives. And if you're dating for a long period of time, it only makes sense for you to take breaks there too. So we always encourage our daters to, you know, if you're feeling ready to meet someone, that's absolutely great. We're here for you. But if it's exhausting and it's not bringing you joy and this feels more like a chore, put the app down, take a break, whether that's a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, we're always going to be here for you when you're ready, but you really have to be in a positive mindset Otherwise, you're going to project negativity and it's going to be a bad experience for both you and really the people you're interacting with. Yeah, it's it's true. And I, I feel like there are also ways to shape your relationship with these apps so that that doesn't happen. Just in like the research I was looking at, I think one of the issues is that there are too many choices on these mm-hmm. apps. And so have you guys thought at all about like limiting how many people you can see in a day or something like that? So we haven't for Archer because in our research and and before we launched, that research included conducting interviews with over 1,200 queer men and mm. finding out what their pain points were with online dating, what they were looking for, what's working and what's not working. And queer men just want options to <laughs> look through. So, you know, for us, the way we came at it for Archer, instead of limiting people, we decided to give them really the choice in controlling their own journey on this app. And that goes back to the product piece. So I think if you're someone who feels really overwhelmed with how many options there are out there, you can view Archer in that linear mode, which is going to show you a lot fewer profiles but more robust profiles. You'll get to learn more about the person. It's not just photos. You'll see all the information about them, you know, what they what they do, what tags they're using. And tags for us are ways to self-identify and show people what your interests and hobbies are. So if you're someone who's feeling that fatigue or that burnout, but you don't want to get off the app, we recommend turning to that linear view, which is basically going to change how you're interacting and finding people and discovering them on our app specifically. What else did you find in that survey of, of gay men? I'm just curious, like what else you, you found that they were looking for or anything about, about them in terms of dating? There were a couple of things that came up. They wanted a space where they could also create content. Now this is my theory that's grounded in no data. I was not part of this <laughs> interview. So our researcher is going to hear this podcast and be like, oh my God, Michael is going rogue again. But my theory is that because so many queer men are closeted for so long, we spend, I mean, I'm 31. I've spent most of my life hiding my identity. And I think when we come out, we become oversharers because of how much we've hidden for so long. And we share a lot of our lives. Like, I'm always posting on Instagram stories. I'm always sharing photos and videos of everything that's going on in my life. And what we heard reflected in these interviews is they wanted a space to do that on a dating app, which is why 
we created a tool where you can upload ephemeral content. You can upload photos and stories. And by early next year, you'll be able to go live, like conduct live video on the app as well. So that's one piece that, you know, people were were really interested in. Another was being able to discover people in different ways. So like having a space on the app where if you're looking for friends, that's easily done versus maybe a hookup. And, you know, we realized in these conversations that what queer men want at every stage of the week is very different. You know, what you might be turning to the apps for on a Tuesday afternoon is a little bit different than what you're using them for on a Friday night or a Saturday night. So there's really something in this app and a tool for everyone, no matter what you're really looking for, which we were really excited about. And I I remember when the team presented this idea last summer, in summer of 2022, before the product actually started being built. If you look at that presentation versus what we just launched this past summer, it's nearly identical. And what I think is amazing about that is what the team thought the community wanted has really been reinforced in all these interviews and these conversations and a lot of people share their opinions into what Archer would become. We, again, we partnered with Glad. They got to weigh in on the product. We built a group of community advocates, which are a handful of queer men all across New York City from different backgrounds to bring them into our office and invite them to hear our product plans, our marketing plans. We conducted a really robust influencer campaign. But prior to any of those people posting about Archer, we brought them into our office as well and said, let us know what you like and dislike about this app. And I think it's really cool that what the team really felt this community needed is actually what they wanted. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, and let me tell you, you do, head over to patreon.com slash justbetweenus. And for $3 a month, you can get access to all of our podcast episodes in full ad-free. You can also get merch for this podcast at justbetweenuspod.com or alisonraskinexposed.com. Okay, that's it. Tatala T2. Tatala T2. Just between us.